Welcome to Books, Brides, and Booze. This is your host, Jamie. And Monica. Hello, hello. Hello, friends. So we continue season five, wow, with Artificial You by Susan Schneider. Is that, is that how you say it? That's how I would say it, yes. Okay, cool. So she has this book. It's not very long. It's pretty short. Mm -hmm. um, and it's uh, different than what I thought it would be. I agree. I, I'm, I'm not sure how well I enjoyed the book, but... Uh, yeah, I grounded myself from the library, so I couldn't get any other books until I finished it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I started and stopped it quite a few times yeah. to get through it. <clears throat> but there's a few questions that I thought we could talk about that are brought up in, in the in the book that she wrote. So uh, the first one I thought we could talk about is, can robots really be conscious? Yeah, that's a that's a really interesting one because, you know, I'm a big Star Trek fan and I love me some data. <laughs> uh, I do, too. Yeah, I do love him. I love him. I love his character. So like uh, this kind of goes in with the other question. It was like, is the mind just a program? And uh, I was like, I know like our our feelings, our consciousness, part of us, we are chemical reactions that happen and occur. So can you have um, a non-biological artificial intelligence? I think it's interesting that some people have been talking about making computers and programs biological. Mm. So I was kind of like, mm, I'm not going with you on this one, lady. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where if a machine were to become conscious in some way, I think it would be di so much different from us. It would be more like alien seeming. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't think, like you said, with our hormones and, you know, all of our programming from when we were prehistoric and <laughs> You know, all of those things add to us being who we are. So I don't know if I think it's possible either. Yeah. I, I find that our minds are more than just a program. Yeah. And actually, so I thought that was a pretty good distinction. A lot of what she talks about is brain and mind being kind of the same thing. Which kind of like the way that I view it is like the brain is the hardware you know, the mind is something else entirely, less tangible, a little more mm, multidimensional, I guess you could say. Good word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know if that translates well into having a computer program think. <laughs> so I don't have tons of questions about, about this book. Um, but one thing is that um, she really wants to, t to merge her body with AI. Yeah. And I, I'm like, okay, I get it if there was something that was wrong with you. Yeah. Like, maybe you have a disability, you're in an accident, and you need this to, to live better, to do more, to... To have to, a functional life. To have a quality of life that you deserve. Right. Okay, I get it. A hundred percent support that. But then when it comes to, you know, like, customizing your brain and adding all this stuff in like some of the books that and stories that we write I'm just like yeah it's kind of creepy yeah like having brain enhancements that like make you smarter and 
um, make you think more efficiently and all this kind of stuff. And, um, yeah, I, I agree. So it's transhumanism is what the word is for people who, who want this. So like humans, we're just basic mundane little humans walking around with our dumb selves. And then transhumans are like in the process of becoming post-human, which would be humans and like machines and AI technology merged, you know, like the Borg. (laughs) I'm like, is is Luke Skywalker a transhuman with his like artificial hands? I'm like, no, he had a disability. (laughs) Well, and that's the thing, you know, I can't wholeheartedly disagree with her on some of the things. Like if they're doing this research, like, you know, for people who have severe mental illness to have, it would be like a prosthetic part of their brain that will maybe help them not have as severe a mental illness, you know, or like nanobots that eat cancer. I mean, like, I'm okay with that kind of stuff, I think. But I think above and beyond that, it would take a really special person to want to do that. I would never want to just electively. I, I like who I am. Yeah. And I... I don't have this horrifying fear of death, I think, that a lot of people have. Oh, me either. Yeah. I'm ready at any moment. <laughs> Can't be any worse than Take this. Take me down. <laughs> no, no, no. I gotta wait until the kids are older, and then it'll be like, any moment. It's fine. I'm okay. <laughs> I think my best years are gonna be, like, my last 50. You know, I feel like I'm right on the edge of, like, having phase two of my life I'm looking forward to it but like yeah if it's gonna come to an end like I don't I would rather find out what's on the other side of death than live in a computer yeah yeah but that's just I mean different strokes I guess I oh, I, I don't want it I don't want to be immortal no no that sounds horrible that sounds like some sort of torture yes it's it's not Ooh, this is fun. This is like, get penalized. You may never die. Like, no, just let me taste the sweet death. Like, as a person who like really loved vampire novels, especially when I was younger, and I used to think, oh, if only I could meet a cool vampire like in these books. No, changed my <laughs> mind. Absolutely not. <laughs> that like, sounds terrible. Yeah. It's like uh, living and watching the entire universe slowly die yeah. over eons and the star explode. I'm like, what are you going to do? Where are you going to go? What's going to happen? I'm like, no. No. That sounds, that sounds horrible. And like, basically, I live for food. Like, if I couldn't eat food, what's the point even? You know? Right? <laughs> I do not understand this, but like, multiple people have been sending me memes about eating lots of cheese. <laughs> I wonder it's why. Very flabbergasting. <laughs> I know. It's not like that's a core part of your personality or anything. <laughs> not at all. I love other things besides cheese. Like wine that goes with the cheese. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> right. Oh, speaking of wine. Oh, yeah. So you got us some cool... I did. I'm not going to say the brand name because, like, it hasn't come out in the store yet because I got some, some bootleg... Um, is like a classic lime margarita in a cute little skinny can, like those all those fancy seltzers that we can buy right now. 
And it's actually quite good, I thought. I thought so, too. It definitely yeah. tastes lime. Yes. I can, I can taste the lime a lot. I like that. Yeah. So something to look out for when you see it in the store. It seems good to me. And I don't, come to think of it, I don't remember seeing any seltzer type things that were margarita flavored. Maybe I just didn't look, but. It's not overly carbonated, which is why I like this one. Yes. And I, I, it doesn't feel bubbly at all to no. me. So mm -mm. I'm like, ooh, I actually like this one. Yeah, and I would think you could probably blend it with ice if you wanted to, or just drink it right out of the can, either way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're going to be on uh, low maintenance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Recovery for you and just downright, you know, laziness for me, I guess. <laughs> right, yes. I was going to start off at the at the start of the podcast to apologize if I'm not my most cheerful, informative, talkative self, because... I had major surgery done, and I'm still in my convalescence and recovery stage, so I'm doing better, but I'm still tired and sore. I'm just, yeah. But I'm like, I love the podcast, and I wanted to keep doing it, so here yeah. I am with Monica. Woohoo! Yay! Well, I think, um, going back to the book, at the beginning, she said that there were two central threads, consciousness and AI consciousness, where if we're not careful, can turn out bad. I didn't really see, I couldn't, I didn't really follow those two threads at all throughout the story. Um, Neither did I, which no. is surprising because it's not that yeah. much of it. Yeah, so to, for her to like go to the trouble of making that point, and then I didn't really follow what she was saying. But basically, most of the book is about accidentally creating conscious machines or or trying to create conscious machines and should we or shouldn't we? And then these radical brain enhancements. So I thought it was funny. She talked about Elon Musk and this Neuralink, right? It's like a mesh net that will like enhance your brain. So before I knew that this was a real thing, I read this book. Book, these books by Dean Koontz. It's the Jane Hawks series. <laughs> and it's terrifying. And it's about basically the same thing. They inject this net in it, these nanobites, and it forms this mesh net over your brain. And basically, you're like totally controllable. And everybody can spy on you just like they can, like, say through your phone. Or, you know, this is slightly in the future, I think, maybe because there's like chips in all the cars and that they can track you. And I mean, it it's a really good series. But I was like, oh, that's why he wrote it. Because he was horrified by what people are really wanting to do. Yeah. Good yeah. for him. I know. Here's something that can happen with what's going on today. Yeah. That's what dystopia does for us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but aside from data, um, I don't know if you've seen Westworld. Um, Matt and I watched Westworld. Um, there's a character, Dolores. There, it's like a theme park. It's like a, where you can go, rich people can go and like live out their Western fantasy, right? But one of the AI characters becomes conscious I guess and oh. it goes terrifyingly wrong from there <laughs> so as a story it was an interesting story I thought but um yeah I'm not too sure how plausible it is so I 
my my one of my problems with like consciousness would be a machine has to be able to teach itself and have the capacity to be able to learn more than the limits of its programming and as i just i see that as something that's not very plausible yeah yeah oh and there's lots of thought experiments in the book oh yeah which i hate <laughs> And some of them made no sense no. to me. I'm like, this is so dumb. So Why would somebody do this? This was my take on a thought experiment. What if you can only see everything in shades of red? Oh. What if oh. red no longer exists? Are you blind? What if, what if red is actually too. blue? <laughs> you know, yeah. like, that's so stupid. It was in the last book that yes. we did too. And I was like, oh, this stupid thing again? I'm like, ugh. Yeah. Yeah. I hate that. I, I hate did. that so much. I hated that a lot. Uh, it doesn't matter. Okay, like, I think everyone can agree that how you perceive the world and what you see is going to be different between every single human being, which is why you can't do a body transplant like yeah. with, with a brain because your mind would just be like, this is all wrong. And then all and, the air and, lights would come on. and Yeah, the check in would be like, ah. I have no balance. I don't even understand what's happening. So for us to be like, oh, red isn't real. I'm like, it doesn't matter. There's a wavelength, mm -hmm. and we all agree to call that red. Mm. And it doesn't matter how we all perceive it. That's an excellent point. I've never actually heard it explained that way, but that is so great. I yeah. love that explanation. Yeah, like we just, there's this wavelength, mm -hmm. and we can all agree we're going to call that wavelength red. And it doesn't matter how we perceive it. Yeah. Now I'm going to go a little bit out on my woo here, and she uses a book, a term in the book called panpsychism, oh. which is that everything has a little consciousness. Now, do I really think like that my rock is a little personality? Absolutely not. I don't believe that. Do I believe that my phone, you know, has a little bit of consciousness in it, like some part of it is alive? No, I don't think that. But what I do think is, like, I'm going to have a different relationship with my phone as an object if, you know, when it starts glitching, like if I'm in a bad reception area and I'm like, you stupid phone, I hate you. I wish I'm going to throw you out the window. You know what I mean? Right. Like, am I hurting its feelings? No. But if I try to, like, have respect for its being of what it is and um, have a more amicable relationship with my phone, then that's going to affect my quality of life. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it kind of like, I feel like it's kind of a good thing if you look at everything and think, if this was, like, what if this rock had feelings? You know, what if it did? You know, should I throw it into the you know, throw it against the wall or should I just like, you know, just enjoy it and go on my merry way? You know, just, I don't know. That's just a little bit of me. I think that makes sense because it's sort of like you're manifesting what you want to happen and you're putting out the energy into your environment and what surrounds you with how you want to interact with it and how you want it to interact with you. Yeah. So I see no problem with that. Yeah. I'm like, and, uh, <laughs> I, I, Yes, I have serious doubts about consciousness and humanity and I'm like, uh, you know, like, oh, only humans can have a soul. No. 
No, absolutely either, not. Either we all do or we mm. all don't. So, like, I would I would say, yes, either there's some sort of energy in everything, mm-hmm. even, like, inanimate objects, or there's not that energy in anything. So, yeah. I get that. Yeah. I can I can go flip. Sure, that way. Flip. Okay, sure, that way. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. and it is a lot of, like, interconnectedness and how we react in, uh, with each other and to each other and the things in our in our vicinity like you can get really mad at the tv stupid tv i'm gonna watch this show do you need to let that dictate how the rest of your day is gonna go right right yeah so all that energy i guess so it's you know it affects how how your day and how your relationship with these other objects are and, you know, like animals, that's why I don't eat meat, just me personally, because um, I can see the little soul in my pets. <laughs> like, they have personalities like we do, and they communicate like we do. They can understand and learn words in English. Um, their little eyes are so expressive. Um, I just, that's just me. I know some people are like, nope, animals, no soul. What? <laughs> yeah, I'm like no. There, we're not. That's true. We're not different from animals. Mm-hmm. We we really are not. And we are an animal. We are. <laughs> yeah. We, we are a very large, mean, horrible animal. Probably yeah. the scariest animal on the planet. So. Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. Mm-hmm. I was thinking. <clears throat> uh. I'm an omnivore, and I don't mind eating meat. I prefer, the animals that I have that I eat have lived lives that are worthy of being whatever they are. So if if it's living a chicken life worthy of being a chicken, I don't feel bad about eating it. Like I'm more of like, I prefer sustainability Mm -hmm. and having, uh, I can't, I can't think of the word because I had a little bit too much drink. I'm, I'm tired. I'm, I promise I'm not on narcotics, but <laughs> I am tired and sore. But oh, yeah. it's like, uh, I know what you're saying though. It's like, it's like how, um, you know, Matt, he works at elk hunting camp every year and they go out and they hunt an elk and they get it processed and they eat it. And to me, that's a little bit more meaningful and you're actually more, you know, kind of fitting into your place in the food chain. I guess you could say, rather than just this mass meat farming where they live these horrible lives. Yeah. And I really do think, you know, that whole old adage, you are what you eat. I think if you go to the trouble to eat things that are treated more humanely, again, that's that relationship with your environment, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, respectfully. Yes. More, more respect for an animal and its animal being. Yeah. Is what I, I try to do. Yeah. I mean, like, my pocketbook can't always afford that because I have <laughs> yeah. teenage boys and let me tell you, they eat a lot. Oh, uh, yeah. But, you know, that's, that's our goal. That's what we aim for, so. Yeah, and the best we can do a little bit at a time for those kinds of things, then the better we are. Yeah, and we, we do the Meatless Monday it may not always be Monday. It may be another one mm-hmm. or two days a week that we do it. So, yeah. I mean, like, we try. Yeah. That's all that matters. Yeah. So, 
I thought this was a pretty good discussion. Yeah, and um, as far as the book goes, is it a recommend? Uh, you can take it or leave it. Maybe somebody who um, is really interested in like computer programming and that kind of a life would get more out of it than I did. But I could, I could take it or leave it. Yeah, I, 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 that was the same. I was like, I'm very disappointed. I was expecting a lot more from this. <laughs> well, now we know. Yeah, now we know. So like... Yeah, you can pick out books that you think are going to be great, and then they just kind of suck, and you're like, well, yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> At least it was short. <laughs> At least it was short, for sure. I'm like, man, I hope the other books we picked out are going to be better. They will be. They I have know to they be. Will be. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, everyone. Yeah. Bye. Bye.